Welcome to Season 1, Episode 8 of Scott Survive Survivor. My name is Brandon Weber, and today we'll be talking about Episode 10 of Survivor Borneo. And uh, Scott is with me as always. Scott, how are you doing? I'm doing so well. Um, this episode, in a lot of ways, was very predictable. But I'm, I was still heartbroken at the end, just seeing uh, how it all wrapped up in the... Uh, vote section of this so not fun for little old me no not fun for you as uh it did take two episodes this time but you have lost your latest winner pick in... is that the longest streak that i've had so far two episodes i think joel still holds your record for oh. six episodes uh but this one was the record since then <laughs> okay well it feels good to finally be back on top now that you mention it yeah we'll have to at the end we'll get your newest and hopefully final winner pick let's see if you can get the winner pick <laughs> from the final six uh at this point uh but for our discussion we're going to start right after jenna's very dramatic vote off uh from episode nine um kelly says that there's always a void after a vote off and rudy says that they were gonna vote jervis but at the last minute they changed it to jenna what could yeah. be the source of that change? I can't imagine. It did. It actually, I did believe Rudy because he seemed not to really know why it would just change to Jenna. And I actually kind of believe that. It's probably just Richard just whispered in his ears like, we're actually voting Jenna. And then like, it was like, he was just like, oh, okay. We're, we're voting Jenna tonight. And yeah, it's, you know, it might not be obvious to Rudy. It's very obvious to the rest of us that it was Sean who doomed Jenna into being voted off the island. Yeah, and we're going to get a lot about Sean coming from Colleen uh, in the next few minutes. But first, Sue can finally openly talk about how annoying Jenna is with her former tribe mates. Yeah, it is so interesting. Is this the first time we've just heard people just rag on somebody that got voted off? Usually it, it almost seems like this like kind of like mutual like sadness like oh so sorry to see you go you know it's it's no fun to see you leave but that's you know it's part of the game but Sue is just like maybe it's because she feels confident because she's out on the boat and not everyone can hear but she's just tearing into Jenna just like yeah she just kept moving her mouth it was crazy just on and on on this poor girl. <laughs> yeah, and she talked about, I don't know how you guys didn't vote her off sooner. And then I think Jervis is like, yeah, I was a bit surprised too that she lasted so long. And it's like, what? what is this? I think Jervis is just being the wind. You know, he's going with the wind. He's, he's not trying to cause a stir uh, because like he said before, he in his opinion, the only way he's really ever going to have a chance at winning is at this point is from... Uh, winning challenges so maybe he's just like trying to like get a little social sway as well um but i don't i doubt he actually feels that way about her yeah i think i agree and he said that he thought it was going to be him going and then which it sounds like it was until obviously uh sean kind of forced them to vote or i don't know caused them to vote jenna uh so he's just kind of trying to get any sort of poll like, oh, yeah, I was making fun of Jenna, too. Like, keep me. I'm I'm cool with you guys. Uh, but, but he knows that something's fishy going on, and he says there's got to be an alliance. Oh, my gosh. Why, why did they put this in the episode? Every episode, 
they show the end little like next time on survivor and it's always like uh is there an alliance i think i think we finally found the alliance in every episode it's like they've just like barely unearthed it and they're like hold on is there could there be an alliance here like i'm not every single it's so it's it's baffling that colleen seems to know as much as i or you but jervis is and sean are just like yeah oh that's crazy about the whole alliance thing who could have seen that coming yeah i don't know if it exists though who's on it they, it's like they could learn that they themselves were on it and it would be it would still take them by surprise it'd be like whoa i've been on the alliance this whole time and it's, I'm, i need to I, I just needed to vent a little about this because i'm i'm just getting more and more like irked as i watch this show and experience this and sean does say that he hasn't been asked to be in an alliance yet uh so how could sean possibly know if there's an alliance yeah did he say that because didn't he say later in the episode or like during the tribal council that everyone had approached him at some point to also be in an alliance yeah he said he did yeah it's so funny he said everybody has tried to form a strategy with him so maybe he doesn't quite understand that that is what an alliance is (laughs) yeah people probably don't say the word alliance but sean you got to spell it out for him you got to you got to say you me name every person and be like it's an alliance and we're inviting you right now to be in it and he's just like yeah people are strategizing with me i think you're so spot on on that he does you do have to spell things out for somebody who does everything alphabetically Uh, i think spelling something out is very helpful for somebody like sean yeah you i think you have to literally spell things out for a lot of these people i mean this uh vote uh session some of the worst spelling we've seen since the early episodes yeah, we'll get to we'll get to them. I think there's at least three different spellings of Jervis. Uh, I wrote them. I wrote them all down. <laughs> yeah, I did too. Uh, so Colleen is tired of Sean, probably just as tired of Sean, maybe more so as you are. Um, that he's finally realizing that his vote does matter, and he's been so scared of hurting people's feelings. Yeah, I love Colleen and I love the insight that she has on the show. She like I said, she just seems to it's it's like she's watching the show with us. She knows literally everything that's going on, but it it does kind of hurt to see her. It does seem like her demeanor has changed to like she's literally just waiting for the end at this point. It's like kind of sad, but like wow, yeah. We, we got beaten here, and now we just I get to analyze everything while the ship goes down. Right, and we'll get to see her playing the role of the sitting duck uh, at the tribal council in this episode. Right. Just waiting for her demise, which she probably is expecting in the next round of the game. Yeah, I am glad we're talking about this now because uh, I shouldn't pick her. <laughs> I shouldn't pick her as my next pick for winner. Now that you've put these pieces together for me. Even though she is the most desirable winner at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She would be my pick to win after. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And she she knows she from all the Pagong people, she's kind of seen the whole thing the whole time. And just everybody is kind of like, yeah, you're right. Like, we should do something. And then they all vote for the Pagong person anyway. 
oh my gosh, every single episode. It's like, oh my gosh, finally, Colleen has shown everybody the light and they'll finally listen to her and the Alliance will be defeated. And then the vote is just like, nobody was listening to her and they just vote for one of their own, one of the people that they should have been voting alongside. It, it makes no sense. They seem to be uh, simultaneously aware of the situation and also completely aloof. It's, it's mind boggling. I bet Colleen had the hardest time watching this afterwards. She was probably like, oh, how come the votes are so like scattered like that? That's kind of weird. And then she had to, she probably painfully watched people scribbling down the exact wrong names in every voting session. Yeah. And I, they try to vote Sean here, I think. And Sean is one of the few people that can actually vote with them because he's not technically <laughs> in the alliance. Right. That's something Jervis says. He's like, Jervis has this, these incredible like sunglasses hammock interviews in, in this episode. And in one of them, he's, he seems so coherent. He, he, he has a Colleen moment where he also knows what's going on. He's like, yeah, we kind of got Sean, Sean on our side this time. So, and Kelly seems like she's shaky a little bit. So if we just uh, figure out what she's voting, we'll just vote alongside her. And I was like, bada bing bada boom Jervis you just figured out the game we we got this but then they just vote for Sean what yeah I guess they that couldn't get, no sense. they couldn't get Kelly on board to vote with any of the other three I guess yeah well apparently she was just naturally wanted to vote for Jervis she left the alliance and still voted alongside them anyway yeah very strange um so Sean <laughs> talked about that uh Everybody's tried to form a strategy with him. And then I think we get a quote from Richard where he says, it's naive that people are starting to strategize now because there's no time left. Yeah, what he says, Brandon, is... And it's just so funny. So utterly, utterly, utterly naive that there would be any room left to plot or strategize now. Which sounds like an evil villain's evil monologue. Ah, yes, you are so utterly, utterly naive to think you can beat me. You try to vote me out. He just sounds so evil. It's hilarious, but also, man, I want to see him get kicked off the island. And he's kind of openly talking about that. I got bombarded at the council, at the immunity council. Little alliance tried to attack Richie on my birthday. But I live. Yeah, he he's so offended by it which is it's definitely in his character like he doesn't like it when people catch a fish so he's definitely not going to like it when he can clearly see that people teamed up against him to try to get him kicked off the the entire like competition and he's taking it so personally that he's not going to catch as many fish which i think he said in the last episode also but he's really not going to catch fish now until (laughs) they get down to the final four or five people Yeah, I expect us to keep hearing him say that because that's that's his one card he can play or he thinks he could play. We've already seen that people are perfectly capable of catching their own fish. But he's like, yeah, I'm the fish guy. Everyone relies on me. You're so right. And then we get a bunch from Sue uh, being annoyed that they tried to vote Richard off and then they're just eating all his fish. And she talks about how she's been playing up her dumb redneck persona (laughs) <laughs> uh, to try to eventually uh, burn the city slicker. So what what did you think about this? Like, this is kind of like a glimpse into, well, maybe Sue will turn on Rich at some point. Yeah. Well, I 
from conversations in this episode, I, I, th- if she basically just stated that she would turn on Rich eventually, I think she plans on writing the alliance uh, as far as she can, and then uh, she's already setting up many alliances to vote Rich off. Which, if that's what happens, uh, I still think that's sweet, sweet revenge because Rich is living by the alliance and dying by the alliance in that case. Right, and she she wants Kelly's help mostly to mm-hmm. to burn Richard. I, d- I do want to note that it's it's interesting that she called uh what was it Colleen and Jervis backstabbers for vo- daring to vote against Rich and then eating his food. What Susan? She's one of the people that's like okay, sweetie, you can't. There's no morality here. It's a game. You just play the game. There's no like. It's like oh, backstab. It's like. But now she's getting up on her high horse and saying that people are backstabbing because they're eating food to survive that's being given to them. Okay, Susan, I love you, but come on, that's hypocritical. We can all see it. Yeah, the ba- the true backstabbers is in the voting, not in the consumption of food. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, Susan. But she trusts Kelly 100%, and she's really the only person that she fully trusts. And Kelly will say the same later about Susan. Right. That leads to a really, uh, was for me, a very surprising moment where Susan is always this very, she has very, uh, I don't want to say masculine, but a very like straight-laced, like she's like kind of one note in her personality a lot. But here we kind of see her talking about an old friend that she lost and she like for a split second on camera is like kind of uh getting a little choked up talking about her her friendship with Kelly which is so interesting again because this is a woman that has said this is just a game but now she's forming what she very clearly believes are like real life relationships and taking uh at least that portion of the game very seriously but it was cool to see uh, a very human moment from Susan there. Right. And she says, I'm not burning Kelly. Like she's, you know, she reminds mm-hmm. me of my old friend that who I, who I lost. And so we're going to take Richard down together uh, because yeah. he's, he's a snake. Yeah. It's interesting. She says that because I'm pretty sure burning uh, everyone else is kind of the name of the game. Susan, even if you burn Richard, you don't get to, have a duo win at the end you're still gonna have to turn against her at some point even if you do make it to the end with her right only one of them could win but i guess at that point it would be in the hands of the jury so she wouldn't feel like she did anything to wrong kelly unless she completely goes off on her at the at the you know final you know tribal before the before the vote that's right i forgot about the jury i am new here I I real I now realize that it's just selected by the uh the people who've been voted off previously. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and we get uh stuff from Rich about how if they did vote him out, he would congratulate them and shake their hand because he does not see anybody um voting him out at this point. Which is yeah. you know, put in between the quotes from Kelly and Sue about their planning to vote him out. So it's very interesting that he's like talking to Rudy, I think, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't think they're going to vote me out." Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. He says that because it, he just has, that's just Richard's character. He just always feels in control, always feels powerful. And even when 
an alliance makes uh, a, 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 you know a, a feeble effort to kick him off he's still got that confidence right and then we get a pretty lengthy segment of this episode starting with tree mail that has a note for jervis along with a cigar mm-hmm. and uh it turns out that Jervis's um, girlfriend, Carmela, has had another baby named Gunner. Yes, this is something that is talked about through basically the rest of the episode. And a lot of drama is stirred up by the cameraman with their questions, I could tell, about uh, that whole situation. I did want to note that Jervis had the cigar in his mouth before he ever knew that this message was for him. He's just like, oh, cigar? Yes, please. <laughs> it's just in his mouth. It's like, and then he finds out afterwards, like, oh, this was specifically meant for me. That's very funny. I didn't put that together, but yeah, he's got it. And then they're like, Jervis, look at this note. It's for you. You had a baby. So really yeah, we get moment. a lot about um, Jervis's two kids from previous relationship and now two kids with Carmela. And uh, we get a rather... Um, uncomfortable quote from Rudy here, oh I would say, about how uh, it, where he was from, if there was an unmarried pregnant girl, then they could have taken her out of town for her to have an abortion. Uh, and he says that he would agree with that more than somebody having a kid who wasn't married. Yeah. Before I say anything about this, I would like to take a quick second to thank Survivor Season 1 for bringing up every possible controversial topic for us to talk about i didn't expect this but for some reason there's like abortion gay rights like just thing after thing i'm just like please incest like stop i don't want to talk about this survivor but it is our due diligence brandon and we have to do this as is the show i have to survive it this that quote from him i wrote it down He's, he's in the water and being interviewed by himself, and he says, I'll agree with an abortion, but not having kids out of wedlock. Okay, so what he seems to be inferring here is that it would be better for uh, Jervis... Jervis... I, this, I don't like talking about... It would be better for Jervis's child to be aborted than for the child... For them not, to not be married and the child be born, like... It's just like, is I don't know if that's what he meant by that, but that's how it came across to me. And I'm just like, whoa, who says who says something like that on uh, national television? Yeah, and, and the cameramen have a role here of, hey, Rudy, like, what do you think about <laughs> this 72-year-old from Virginia, Navy SEAL, old, oldest guy in the game? Like, they want this moment of yeah. Rudy saying, Either whatever he says, it's gonna be like <laughs> it's gonna complete, be gold. Yeah, completely complete gold for the show, and also completely like half of the people are gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" And the other half are gonna be like, "Yeah, Rudy, way, way to say way to say that." But this is this is problematic to me. Um, I think that that baby in the images that we showed was beautiful, and beautiful I have no baby. idea what the baby turned out to be, but uh, Gunner. I oh hope my gosh. Had a, that baby is an old that that baby's in college right now. I hope that baby had has had a wonderful life so far, uh, and is just living it, living it, living his best life. I hope Jervis covered that baby's ears when watching this episode. When Rudy, whenever Rudy speaks, cover the baby's ears, please. 
Um, and then we get a more lighthearted quote from Rudy about, because there's a pizza box in the next tree mail uh, for the uh, reward challenge. And it's, he says, like, they called Pizza Hut. Uh, that's what that means about the, um, <laughs> yeah. the pizza challenge. That's Rudy riffing. That's a little Rudy joke. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that that's that's a little better from Rudy. I, I prefer that quote. Yeah. Jervis can remove his hands from his child's ears for that quote. And then put him right like, back. Yeah. Put him right back afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so we get to the reward challenge and the winner is going to get a phone call home, which I, I mean, did they plan this? Anyway, uh, <laughs> what do you mean? With with Jervis being able to call his uh, his girlfriend right after the baby was born, like what is that? Okay, we'll move on. That is interesting. They're also gonna get a slice of pizza, uh, a slice of pizza, Scott. One singular we're... slice? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna talk about this in a bit. Uh, the challenge is pretty basic. Uh, it's balance beams over the water, and uh, the first round it's. Uh, what seven of them and the final four are going to go to round two and then the fastest two are going to go to the final and then the final is interesting in that there's two balance beams but like the first person who gets halfway through gets like first dibs at the second one um, and basically it comes down to Richard against Jervis and Jervis is going to get to the first platform before Richard and then he gets the try the final balance beam and he wins it okay I was I, I guess I didn't hear that part because I, I did think it was very interesting that Richard just hung back and let Jervis go across and I was going to be totally on board with your this is completely set up strategy but now that sounds a little more reasonable and then uh yeah I kind of wanted them to be able to like you know, Richard to like be able to push him or them to have to fight for that final balance beam. And then oh, Richard would, would have to like, or Jervis would have to like run back and then try to climb up and do the balance beam again. But no, he does it successfully and wins the pizza slice at one slice, Scott, come on. And then he <laughs> shares slice. it. He shares a bite with everyone. That was so sweet. Very sweet Jervis moment. Um, but they helicoptered in. A singular slice of pizza. Don't even bother next time, okay? I don't care if you're on the island for 29, 28 days. Give a give them a whole pizza. You can't. I don't even. Is it even possible to order one slice of pizza? Like uh, uh, for delivery? I don't think yeah, so. I don't think so. No. Very unrealistic. No. Uh, and then they ask, "Who do you want to call with your one phone call?" And did you notice Kelly's uh, very demonstrative reaction and threat threat to Jervis at this point <laughs> I did yes that was hilarious yeah she like holds up her fist as if she's like <laughs> you better say Carmella or I'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> yeah he gets to talk on the Ericsson world phone which yes. was specifically stated by by Jeff was this product placement for technology from 2001 I think it was. I had no idea what this was, but I'd imagine it was a thing. And it'd still be bought because I would like a, an Ericsson World phone. Yeah, I wonder, was it like the only phone that could make like cross-continental phone calls or something? Man, it would be really cool if we could get the ads to sync up with whatever product placement is in the show for the week. Like, I want my Target ads. I want my Pizza Hut ads. Y you know someone paid Rudy to say that. 
Yeah, they, that's a good point. They pro- <laughs> Or they had to like, hey, one of our people said Pizza Hut. We got to pay Pizza Hut's or Pizza Hut's got to pay pay a little bit for advertising. Or we're going to bleep it out, right? When he says Pizza Hut. It's just out of the episode. They call we'll just beep. say pizza. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he's going to car- call Carmela the next day because it's like 3 a.m. where she lives, and so they're not going to waste the call. I-, I think I know what you're going with this. Uh, how did he know it was 3 a.m. immediately? Like It was like he knew that that Carmela was the one who was going to be called, does he have like a magic watch? Did a producer lean over and tell him it's 3 a.m. in Chicago or whatever? He just knew. I I mean, we don't see. I, I'm sure there was like a break and they were like, okay, <laughs> what time is it there? Okay, 3 a.m. I was going to say they would really call. And then if she doesn't answer, they're like, well, sorry, she didn't answer. <laughs> that is a good question. Maybe that is what happened. And then they're like, well, we don't want to. That's not very good TV. If you, if you call it, you just get like you know, five rings and then answering machine. Yeah, so he's going to call her the next day. Uh, and I think this is a, a quote from Rudy when we come back from commercial that he says, uh, 10 more days and it'll all be over. I'll probably never see these people again. That's the way I want it. I believe Rudy. I believe him. Every word he says, I believe him in this case. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we get more quotes about Jervis's, uh kids uh before jervis is gonna go to car go to call carmella uh richard won't judge him for having kids outside of marriage he says that it seems like they're pushing to have a long-term uh relationship and so he respects that and he says that it's you know it seems like a challenging way to go about things having the four kids across two relationships Mm -hmm. Uh, and then of course rudy has to come in and say that kind of garbage about babies out of wedlock. And then he says, I hope you have this quote down, that they need a family. They need somebody beating them in the head. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, it, it almost did almost sound like a, like almost a sweet, like loving sentiment. And then he said that and it's like, oh, wait, but what are you just, what, what are you advocating here, Rudy? And then, so Jervis is going to get to call Carmela. And I did want to mention real fast, sorry yes, to cut you off. Yes. The, just the awkwardness of, Richard, Rudy, just sitting around camp and just the cameramen are coming up to these people and asking them these questions. How do you even ask this question? Just like get the camera in their face and just like, so what do you think about Jervis uh, having a child out of wedlock? That's like, that's really interesting, isn't it? Like, it's so weird that the producers of the show need to make a huge deal about this. Like it happened. Okay. Like, I don't know why, like, cause I, I just feel like, I don't know. I feel like if I learned this about somebody, I would never talk about it with anybody or really even think about it. Like whatever, it's somebody else's business. It's not my business, but these TV producers are like, no, we need to make this an issue between these people. Yep. That is true. Um, yeah. And they, I mean, I feel like today, if 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 this were today, people would be a lot more hesitant to kind of say what they end up saying here, I think, given that, you know, this is going to be like all over the internet and like everybody's going to know what you said about this topic. Uh, I think it would be a little bit interesting to, to see how people would respond in today's society. Yeah, I I am so interested, interested to see if uh, if 
in survivor season like 20 or whatever if it's still like they're trying to make social issues like forefront like plot points like do they still interview people and try to see uh what they think about uh can you believe uh bill's belly button ring that's kind of crazy and like you know just making issues out of like things that people probably wouldn't care that much about right normally. right we haven't talked much about uh sean's nipple ring after that first episode but uh, <laughs> i'm surprised that didn't become a, a topic a huge topic throughout the season <laughs> yeah that's something i would have interviewed rudy on yeah yeah we sean's didn't get any rudy quotes about the nipple ring no. <laughs> Uh, so Jervis is going to talk to Carmela. She, there's not too much here. She says she's been taking care of his bills, and he says that he even misses her mom, uh, which is funny that uh, he, you know, he misses her mom, and obviously there's kind of maybe some tension there in real life. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. It did seem like the conversation to me was a little bit forced, almost, and I feel like that's because they were both on camera. Like what you you haven't talking to or spoken to like what is basically his wife? It's the mother of his child and his children. I I don't know about that situation, but <clears throat> but I feel like the conversation would have gone a little bit differently if it wasn't being aired on national t- TV. Like not everyone's Rudy, where they can just say whatever they want to whenever they want to. Right, and I think especially with Kayla, who I think is the the daughter there i think like she's got to be uncomfortable having like cameras in her home so she's just like not even saying a word yeah although the quality of that camera did appear to be like they they picked that up from radio shack that morning (laughs) it was like super 2000 2001 like really low res quality really grainy uh so then we get rich talking to sue and they are talking about how horrible life would have been if they had to live on pagong because they really didn't want to play the game and sue says she would have killed somebody and richard says he would have committed suicide if they were on pagong and couldn't build alliances like they did on Tagi. yeah that's a little intense but it that would have been so funny to see and you know what it's it's so interesting because we kind of did get to see what would happen if they were on Pagong. That was BB. They just vote him off like immediately. <laughs> if Sue or Rich were, were on Pagong, they just wouldn't be on the show anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to think that the young, the young fun crowd would have voted them off at the beginning. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and Rich is talking about how he hopes Kelly is solid and. You know, as we've seen, it doesn't seem like Kelly is too solid, at least for the long haul, maybe for the short term. But she and Sue seem to be plotting a backdoor uh, voting alliance against Richard. Yeah, a lot of plotting goes on, you know, in view of camera in the show. And then a lot of times it turns out to be literally it means nothing. So I'm not going to take too much stock in any of this plotting anymore. Is this where Kelly also uh, is talking about how evil Rich is? I think so. And she's talking about it's about surviving yourself, not the elements. Yeah, that's right. I wrote down a quote. She says, uh, making a deal with Rich is kind of like making a deal with the devil. (laughs) I really like that even outside of the show that, that some people are considering considering Rich to be like an evil villain it's 
it's so great to see that. Yeah, and she says that she decided that she's no longer a part of the big dark alliance, but she's not telling Richard, obviously, because he mm-hmm. she thinks he'll vote her out. But then this rings a little hollow, I think, because she just votes Jervis with the alliance in this episode. Yeah, I wish we would have heard. Or did she give an explanation? She didn't get. We didn't get an explanation from no. her. I'm sure she did, but it would have been interesting to see why she said that she was yeah. voting for him. So we go to the immunity challenge, and it's about fire. It's going to show how much they've learned on the show. Basically, they each have to build a fire using wood that they're going to go collect, and they actually get to light a torch uh, that they can use to start their fire. So I don't know how much it's actually showing that they've learned. I don't know. They don't even have to light it themselves. They just get it from the water. Uh, But the first person who burns through the rope is going to raise their flag, and they're going to win immunity. So we're going to start by just collecting a bunch of wood, and then we're going to start round two. Yeah, I really love this challenge. I love that there's such a clear indication of who's won with the flag coming up. Whoever came up with that like mechanism is really clever. That is a staple in Survivor. Is a, oh, is it? Is something happening that signals who won. So, yep, that, I think this is like... I mean, I think the first challenge of the season, they had to like light the the Burning Man or whatever, like the uh, final torch. And so that's kind of something. But this is like a more um, like movement-based mm-hmm. winner signal that the flag is going to raise. Yeah, when this challenge starts, I wrote Jerv has such ferocity because he starts off just sprinting down the beach faster than anybody and i think that just completely ruined his chances of winning you think you got tired no i think when he entered the water he did so like a whale you know breaching and it was such a huge splash that his torch i think it just got completely soaked because he was having trouble uh he was really struggling with keeping it lit. Oh, you're talking about, oh, he got his own that he had to, yeah, he had to get the fire from the water with the torch that he ran through the water with. Interesting. Yeah. He, it, it was, it was like he did a cannonball into the water by just running into it with such force. And I really think it, that wall of water that came up soaked his torch. Uh, that's and a, he did his chances of winning. He did have to go back twice to light his torch <laughs> and uh, he doesn't really have any chance. But Jeff, anyway, was telling him, come on, they're taking a while to light those fires, buddy. You got this. <laughs> come on. I think, I, props I think, to Jeff. <laughs> I think the first time he it went out, he had a chance. But then once he he came all the way back and then it goes out, that was yeah. it. But Rich is going to win immunity here. And uh, what <laughs> did you notice his, uh, his dance? Incredible victory dance from Rich. Um, I'm not a big fan of the guy as a contestant, but now I'm kind of rooting for him in future challenges because I do want to see more victory dances from him. It's phenomenal. It's so good. I mean, if you haven't seen this show in years, uh, this challenge celebration is very good. Uh, he kind of does a little spin, a little jig, and some arm movements as well to go along with it. It's wonderful. And he yells immune. Uh, and... We start on day 30, and Jervis 
is talking about he knows he notices Rich's attitude change because he's immune. He's immune. Uh, mm-hmm. He can't be touched. Like they went after him last time, but they can't do that tonight. Yeah, Jerv's pretty spot on here. Uh, it doesn't take much to uh, set off Rich's ego or to damage it. So a victory is definitely not healthy for his humility. And the man is just smiling everywhere, which is, I don't know, I kind of like seeing it. Uh, and Jervis again says, If I had to say, do I know for a fact there's an alliance and all this stuff is going on? No, I don't know for a fact, but I'm a smart guy. I, yeah. Anyone who says, I'm a pretty smart guy, you can just immediately disregard that. It That holds no water for anybody who says that. It's just, it's painful. I, I'm I'm almost just tired of talking about how frustrating it is to, to see them get so close to knowing everything and then just apparently falling back into knowing literally nothing. Oh, is there a lines? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah, and I mean, they've got four, in theory, four people who aren't in the alliance of three and but they they still can't get it together jervis and colleen are making their costumes they're going to be i think it's bullseye and sitting duck but i think it says target on it maybe it's just a another advertisement for target (laughs) that they made them write target instead of bullseye but yeah they're going to be target or bullseye and sitting duck um but then here's where we talk about sean would join them in voting for one of the alliance but only if kelly joins in also yeah it's so weird to see a scene like that after jervis just gives us the most like brain dead breakdown of everything that's going on suddenly he's like on top of everything again and he's like he says exactly he literally spells out exactly what they need to do as long as they target the right person for the vote and he's talking about we might have sean we just gotta get kelly and then apparently they decided to just vote for sean anyway yeah i (laughs) It's what? it's so funny because Kelly says that she wishes that something exciting, shocking that nobody expects would happen, but then she votes for Jervis. Yeah, well, uh, well, that's not exciting. That's exactly what everyone should have expected, judging by the last like eighty episodes or however many it's been. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, I gotta think that she. Maybe she wanted to like turn things on Sean instead, and but then they don't have enough people to do that because Sean's one of the few people who could help them vote somebody out. So, I mean, she's not going to vote Susan, and R- Richard is immune, so really their only chance is Rudy, right? Yeah, that's who I was so sure they were going to vote off, and I was like, they actually might get one of the alliance if they work together here. Right. But... I think this quote or this section might be telling that Richard is noticing Kelly aligning herself mm-hmm. to the younger people. And he said that she cut her own throat tonight and <laughs> they haven't decided yet if there will be consequences. So maybe oh she was worried that they would just vote her out in this round if she didn't say, okay, I'll vote for Jervis this time. Yeah. And the melodrama is so funny from, from, Richard just he's a, another one of these it's just a game it's just a game it doesn't matter and then he's talking like he's dishing out movie quotes like he's a mob boss or something he's like there might be consequences it's like it's also raining at the same time which makes it extra dramatic and there's like tribal music playing yeah it's hilarious 
Yeah, she went against the family, so there might be yeah. consequences. <laughs> there might be consequences. We go to tribal council, um, and Jeff asks Sean, of course, about his alphabetical voting strategy uh, and the consequences that it brought to the Genovote. <laughs> um, and he's like, yeah, Sue was right. I need to uh, get some balls and change my strategy to not just vote alphabetically. Yeah, it he it he did note that he was devastated. So at least he has some sort some self awareness, and he doesn't just say, "Well, I was just voting alphabetically, so I can't be blamed for any of it." But w- way too late, way too late. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot too late. And Kelly talks about her own strategy, uh, which is based on who her competitors are and who is pissing her off. Yeah, that's a horrible strategy. Such a horrible strategy. Who are who, who? I would love to hear her break it down. Cause who who does she see as her competitors? Cause this the way this episode spelled it out is she was her competitors were now the alliance that she used to be on, but now it's just like I don't know, Jervis annoys her. So whatever, I'll just vote him. Maybe it's uh she's thinking physically and she wants to kind mm. of like win her way to the end, which is also what Jervis was you know, saying that he had to do. And he's won a few challenges, so maybe she's talking about physical competition, not, like, social or strategic competition. That's a good point. I'll give her some points on that because Jervis is definitely the the best. I I, I haven't written down, like, who's won each, con- each uh, challenge, but I feel like Jervis probably has the most wins out of anybody here. I think he's won two or three. Cha- individual challenges at this point. Uh, we talked in yeah. the pre in the like the beginning uh, parts mm-hmm. of the show that he wasn't doing very well at the team part, but <laughs> yeah. he's he's pretty good individually at the physical stuff. Just don't make him eat any bugs and don't make him swim. Right. And he he's your guy. <laughs> right. Put him over the water like on a balance <laughs> beam and he's good, but in the water not so much. Yeah, Colleen calls herself a sitting duck again here. She she brings that up. Um and seeing her bring that up again kind of does make her Sean vote make more sense because it feels like she's just kind of already thrown in the towel in a lot of ways and now she's just frustrated that Sean couldn't see you know what she's been telling everybody this whole time and that he did the whole alphabetically thing I really think that she just couldn't forgive him for that and doesn't even really care that her uh, demise is inevitable at this point right and uh, I think Jeff asks her why she feels vulnerable or what is it based on her feeling Mm -hmm. vulnerable and she's like it's based on eyes and ears and alliances and (laughs) non-alliances she's just like she's just like this is so obvious like you don't have to ask me why I feel vulnerable like I have eyes and ears yeah Yeah. Um, and then we get Sue basically with the don't be mad at our alliance quote uh, she says that they're all adults and America is run on alliance. Yeah, she goes on this weird, like almost political tirade analogy thing that I kind of lost her like a quarter of the way through. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I guess I agree. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she talks about when you make a donation to a politician, that's an alliance. Yeah. Uh, somebody could join a church to make connections to sell their goods. I hope nobody's doing that at our church. Uh, and she's basically saying, of course, there's alliances in this game. Um, and you got to deal with it. 
every tribal council is just uh like a rationalizing uh circle for a lot of these people where they're just like well, no it's we're just we're just doing it because we have to and then you know quotes from this like i said kind of hypocritical how she's also like taking it very seriously when people vote one way and then eat another way <laughs> if you will right uh and then uh jeff asks richard about this like oh sue right. says sue says there is an alliance and he's like is there oh geez wow yeah i i i feel like that actually probably uh fooled uh sean and jervis i think they were probably like oh okay so there is no alliance richard, richard doesn't, doesn't e know about he it. doesn't even know about it there can't be <laughs> one someone told me that he was the main guy of that alliance and now he's telling me he doesn't know what do i believe i wonder if he was just silly enough here that it's like obvious that he is in there for for even jervis and sean uh because then he goes on to say he doesn't know who is trustworthy and not and he says an alliance could always break down so he is kind of talking about like if yeah. there is an alliance it could always break down somehow yeah that is yeah i do i think he is really spot on with that and pretty self-aware like he knows even though he's acting like a weird evil king that even he can be dethroned right we're gonna get to the vote i don't think there's anything else that they talk about uh jervis votes for sean and the reason is great he is voting for him for not seeing that Tagi had an alliance, and he says, For a smart guy, he has no common sense, no brains in his head, really, when it comes down to it. <laughs> and they show a close-up of Sean in that scene, just like, yeah, look at this dumb guy. Jervis thinks he's so dumb. Yeah, really interesting. Vo voting him off for not seeing the alliance that still exists and will come for you, Jervis. And did come for you Jervis <laughs> right um I wish we got sort of like a cartoonish moment where they showed Sean and then they do like an x-ray vision into his head <laughs> and show like a little tiny like cartoon brain in there or something or just like a hamster spinning a wheel yeah <laughs> yeah that would be so mean <laughs> I wonder if there's a meme out there of that uh, I gotta find it I, I, did, I don't even know that memes were really a, a thing at all when the show came out. No, but enough people have rewatched this that I'm hoping people have kind of like moved it into like this generation. And for sure, when the millions of listeners that hear this episode, uh, when they hear this, that many memes will be made. Right. Yeah. Send a, send them to us at uh, SS Survivor Pod on Twitter <laughs> once you create those uh, those memes and and gifs or gifs, whichever you prefer. We're not uh, getting into that. That would be the most <laughs> controversial subject we've talked about on the Survivor show. Once we cover 540 Survivor episodes, that can be our 541st uh, okay. podcast episode. Is get first you got gift. it. <laughs> uh, so Sue votes for Jervis. She says that you're a nice guy. I wish you the best of luck, but I'm tired of getting beat by you guys at the competition. So this kind of goes into what we talked about with Kelly's reasoning. Maybe Sue has the same reason that she just doesn't want to keep losing to Jervis. Yeah, I can't argue with her here. I think the Alliance actually made a really safe call. Like, I think Jervis really was a threat physically for challenges, so I'm not even mad at her. Even yeah. though that's She's part of the Alliance. Right. Um, Colleen votes for Sean, calls him a putz. She does call him that, yes. Yeah. I think that's the last time that word has been used since. Oh, I wonder. Well, you think, I mean, Colleen and Sean are both in the next episode. Maybe she'll do a Jenna and just repeat the same thing that she that she says 
her her too little too late is calling Sean a putz maybe. Uh, and then we talked about the spelling here. I mm. think we have uh, Jervis with a C and Jervis, G-E-R-V-I-S. Yep. And, and the then correct there was spelling. one with a J as well. There was one with a J? Yep. Oh, I man. wrote that down. So we had four <laughs> spellings. Oh, my gosh. Oh, whose was that? Did you catch it? Uh, I don't know that they showed who did it. Ah. But it would be so great for maybe they just enjoy the misspellings, but they could put like the names up on a wall so they can see the spellings like up on the tree. I don't know. I mean, it's I giving think, us content. So yeah, it is. That's true. It's very entertaining. So actually, please never do that, Survivor. Right. Jarvis is going to get four votes. Sean is going to get the other two. None of the Alliance members gets a vote here, uh, and Jarvis is going to go making Colleen the last gong out of the final six. Jervis is gone, and Jervis is great. I love Jervis. He's a great TV character, and I'm, I'm sad to lose him here. Uh, I wish they could have got something together. And I mean, I love Rudy as a TV character too, but I really do wish they could have gotten something together to turn on the Alliance. It does kind of seem like I can't pick based on alliance are based on who's not in the alliance anymore because it's almost hard to there's barely anybody who isn't in the alliance any hope of turning against them feels completely lost although they still in the pre-episode like next time they still like whoa is the alliance going to be shaken uh, at this point i doubt it <laughs> personally uh yeah it is hard to see that when that vote from jerv came out when he wrote sean i paused the the episode and i just like started yelling at my tv i was like are you kidding me i can't believe it we came so close i was like this is finally when we're gonna see some cracks in the um the armor of that evil alliance but we could not we did not uh and now any hope of uh, a non-alliance member winning feels lost to me do you think colleen or sean has a better shot uh <laughs> I think Sean does in a way. I think he's he's just he's like the Pink Panther, uh like the he's he's like the uh inspector. He's just bumbling his way around, has no idea what's going on, and somehow he'll make it into like the the final group of people. But is uh is Sean your new pick or are you gonna go with uh somebody are you gonna go with Colleen or somebody in the alliance for your winner pick? Up until this point, I've been voting with my heart. I've been choosing the characters, the contestants that I love personally. I don't, I don't feel like that's realistic anymore, and it, I'm a little bit disheartened. But I'm going to pick Sue, based on her discussions with Kelly and taking down Richard. I think there's she has a great chance of winning this thing. <sighs> I don't want to see someone from Tagi win, but. Uh, it's starting to look like it might be inevitable. So Sue is my pick. All right, lock it in with Sue. Uh, <laughs> the odds are not in Pagong's favor, that's for no. sure. Um, so Jervis said he doesn't hold any ill feelings toward the Alliance. He's not He's not mad. And then that's basically it. That's all we get from him. Yeah, he pretty much just gives the most basic uh, exit speech ever, but it was positive. It's nice not to see him like yelling at everyone 
saying that you know like joel's sign off where he just is like yeah they, they call me a chauvinist but uh yeah they just don't know what they're talking about they, they should have listened to me or whatever doesn't go on some weird tirade he just uh makes his peace says no ill feelings and pieces out yep uh so we get some scenes from next episode which is going to be the final six uh somebody's gonna get to go on a yacht uh for rewards so that should be fun right. Um, and Colleen, you mentioned this, says that she's getting to witness the uh, the breakdown of the Tagi Alliance. Um, and there's some scenes in here of, like, Richard, like, grabbing Sue from behind and, like, turning her around to face him. <laughs> uh, and then Susan says that she turned around and saw someone digging a knife into her backside, and it pisses her off. I hope it's Kelly. That oh, you hope it's amazing. Kelly? I do. I just like the drama. Yeah. That's why I watch yeah well we'll see what happens then uh and we'll see if sue can increase your (laughs) number of episodes that your winner is going to last uh before they get kicked (laughs) off or win uh so we have just three episodes left because the, the finale starts at the final four so we only have three episodes left and it should be a lot of fun to see what happens with uh whether colleen can slay the four-person alliance basically by herself <laughs> um, or whether somebody else will take it home. I don't see that happening, but I would love to be wrong. Yeah. The one time you would love to be wrong is if yeah. Tagi can go down. Now that now that you've picked a person from Tagi, how fitting uh, would it be for, for them <laughs> to fall? If that's what it takes, I'll do it any day. I'll, take, I'll fall on that sword. Cool. Well, uh, we will talk about episode 11 next time. And in the meantime, thank you, everybody, for listening. I did mention the Twitter account uh, where you can send us questions or, or thoughts or just um, talk to us. We'd love to hear from you at SS Survivor Pod. Um, thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next time. Take care. See ya.